strange. And it's time for Strange Wines with host Tom Cap from Strange Brew Podcast. And this is Juan from the Juan on Juan Podcast. Let's get strange. Because <laughs> the world has gone nuts. Welcome to the show. Another episode of Strange Wands. The waniest wand show you'll ever want. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Tomcat, aka Tom Thompson, aka the Raptilian, aka DJ Dungaree Doo. And uh, who who else do I have that his name is literally in the title? DJ Scrotum in the house, bro. <laughs> DJ so, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you fucking pull out no. a bunch of man's uh, fucking scrotums and they just make sounds. Oh, ooh, 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 ooh. so. Juan from the Juan on Juan podcast. I'm kind of a celebrity now, bro. You saw I was on fucking Forbidden Knowledge News last night. It was fucking lit. Yeah, I, I saw that. I saw that. Just just wait till uh, the Sir David Icke is on my podcast. I'm going to try. Damn, that's crazy. He's had David Icke on his pod. I'm, I'm going to try to get him. On a podcast where David Icke was on. That's yeah. wild, bro. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get awesome. David on. I'm going to harass his uh, email and see what <laughs> happens. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. I'll send a dick pic and I'll paint it like a lizard. all right so this is uh i think this is appropriate subject for um what's going on in the world nowadays and how people are kind of conditioned to just fall in line and and feel reminiscent towards their captors and uh we're gonna get into stockholm syndrome are you down enough bro are you down with the there you go. Are you down with the sickness, man? You got the fucking syndrome, bro. Half the I'm world's got the this sick- shit. I'm down with the sickness, bro. I'm so fucking down, you wouldn't even know I was down. Well, I uh, I got some scotch. Of I like course. I like a must scotch. And uh, could you guess what other brew I have? Kombucha. Oh, yeah, that's kind of gay. I love my kombucha, bro. Every week I buy a case of kombucha because... That's I that drink. green stuff, right? It's not fucking green. It's fermented uh, vegetables. Uh, vegetables that and fruits and shit. sounds fucking disgusting. It's actually really good. It tastes like pop, but there's literally no sugar in it, and it's super healthy for you, and it's good for glut, gut flora. I think that's what it's called. That's all a myth, bro. It's just another way to... It's another money grab from all these fucking lizards. Uh, it's going to get fucking crazy up in here, so... Stockholm syndrome is a condition in which the hostages essentially develop a psychological bond with their captors during captivity. Stockholm syndrome results from a a rather specific set of circumstances. Namely, the power imbalances contain the hostages taking, kidnapping, and abusing relationships. Therefore, it is difficult to find a large number of people who have experienced Stockholm Syndrome to conduct studies with any sort of power. Um, I'm sure the Russians have studied this. <laughs> Let's put people in a room with a guy that cap, cap, like captured them, and we'll see within three days if they start to feel sympathetic and uh, want to be his good friend. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up, right? And and I think there are certain things that need to be met, certain criteria that need to be met in order for it to be Stockholm Syndrome. Considered, yeah. This makes it hard to determine trends in the development and effects of the condition because it's hard to study. So emotional bonds may be formed between captors and captives during uh, during inmate time together, during intimate time together, but but these are generally considered irrational in light of the danger or risk endured by the victim stockholm syndrome has never been included in a diagnostic or statistical manner of a mental disorder or dsm for short the standard tool for uh like actually diagnosing psychiatric illnesses and disorders in the united states and they can't actually do it when it comes to Stockholm Syndrome, mainly due to the lack of consistent body of academic research. So essentially, they just don't care. They're like, nah, it could be a thing. Um, we have a lot of money that we need to invest in vaccines first, and then maybe yes. we'll get to this down the road. That's a, it's a bigger market, bro. It's a bigger <laughs> market, and they're making a killing. They're making money hand over fist. But so I always find you know, it funny that up. like, I just find it funny that they're making billions and billions of dollars. And then, and then the government's like, no, but it's free. Just go get it. And it's good. Yeah. No, the, <laughs> it, look, look at this, you know, Pfizer stock in 20, early 2020 and look at it now. And you're going to tell me 
again, dude, it's a, it's a fucking money grab. But it's hard not to talk about, about this shit when yeah, the no, stuff the that's going on. The fucked up part about Stockholm syndrome is that people's pets probably develop this. Oh they, yeah, I didn't even <laughs> think about that. Your fucking people's cats pets like, are probably yeah, they're all have some sort of Stockholm syndrome where they just, that's why they, bro, that's why animals <laughs> always try and fucking escape whenever you take them outside and people uh, get pissed off that they My try to leave. It's that. like, you know what I mean? Like, it's that's like, bro, he doesn't, it's fucked up, bro. You're, that's they why get, your cat's they, always like, yeah, they take away, you take God, them away from like, the, God, I got break right there. It's that goddamn cat. <laughs> <laughs> you just end it when it says cat. Um, yeah, but, bro. But, you know, that is kind of funny because considering you take away these animals from their mothers and fathers, well, mostly he's not a father. They just keep him for breeding in the other room. But that is actually, yeah, it's kind of funny when you think about it. So the syndrome is rare, according to the data from the FBI, but who believes them about anything? And about 5% of hostage (laughs) victims shows evidence of Stockholm syndrome. Here are the four key components that characterize Stockholm syndrome. A hostage develops a, a po- positive feelings towards the captor. It's like you maybe maybe you just have you may just down your luck, bud. Maybe there's a reason why you're robbing this bank. I wonder. Uh, no previous relationship between hostage and captor because if they already knew each other, it's like yo, is that Bobby? Is that Bobby down from the block? I know, I recognize your voice. I know the mask is muzzling it, but it's gotta be you. (laughs) It's like, oh, Bobby, I know you've been down your luck, but maybe you don't need to rob this bank today. And then. Don't be a fucking asshole, Bobby. (laughs) A refusal by hostages to cooperate with police forces and other government authorities is, I guess, part of it. And the hostages believe in, in the humanity of the captor. And, and like, they kind of cease perceiving them as a threat when the victim holds the same values as the aggressor. So essentially if someone's like, it's the one we'll get into the most famous case of it. Um, but essentially it's just like, if you, you know, say someone captures you and you're in, um, and you're, you're, you're uh, you work at Pfizer. Okay. And somebody comes in with a fucking AR 15 or a couple of dudes and their plan is, to destroy all of the vaccines. Then you have some people that are working there. It's like, you know, like I'm just making a big paycheck, but we're lying a lot about the science. I kind of understand. Bro, this is such a bad comparison. <laughs> I, and I know you're trying to push a certain agenda, but this is a horrible compre- comparison. Well, it's essentially if, if you say you're poor, you're just trying to make your wages working at the bank and getting shitty pay. And then this guy comes in and he's going to fucking rob the bank. And then you're like, you know what? Like, I kind of feel for him. I know what it's like to struggle. And that's the whole idea of it, right? That they kind of relate and like, oh, I kind of get why he's doing this. Yeah, no. And 100%. I mean, that's the whole thing. That's again, pets, pets feel like, you know, you feed them and you give them love and stuff like that. You're like, Oh, well, I guess every yeah. time I try to escape, he always catches me, hunts me down and catches <laughs> me and true. brings me right back. But yeah, I can, I can get behind that. So Stockholm syndrome is contested. It's contested illness due to the doubt of legitimacy of the condition. It also be also, um, kind of, it, it describes the reactions of some abused victims beyond the context of kidnapping or hostage taking because they, it's just like people end up kind of getting like getting along with the people that capture them, which is strange. But I think that's just a, a, hu- a human aspect of I think everything. it is you know to, re- I mean? to relate to to humans and be like you know like I understand like you always try to f- well most people try and find the best out of a situation right so if there is yeah. a guy who is who's guy you held captive you're gonna find whatever it is to make the best of it most That's of true. the time right unless you get fucking killed yeah or butt fucked or something Uh, So actions and attitudes similar to those suffering from Stockholm syndrome have also been found in victims of sexual abuse, human trafficking, extremism, terrorism, economic oppression, financial repression, political repression, or religious prosecution. Persecution. So persecution. persecution. So they're saying that this does, it can happen in other situations and even 
it, what what happened in human trafficking? Because according to some of the reports that are starting to come out and stuff like that, like and people have known this for longer than it's probably existed long before the internet or any anything. Yeah. But the fact that you know human trafficking, they they'll breed certain families will breed and create children to sell to fucking human trafficking trades, which is extremely fucked up. It's fucked up, but it happens. They wouldn't know like, any different. They'd be like, "Well, I guess my purpose in life is to take this rich guy's dick in my ass." Well, any, anyways, <laughs> it is fucked up. And and when we talk about these things, it sounds really messed up. But unfortunately, it's part like the, yeah. have you seen Squid Games yet? I'm not watching that. All right, whatever. Anyways, I mean, just watch <laughs> it for the symbolism. Okay, it's it, it's messed up, but the symbolism behind it is what matters, right? We're in this capitalistic. Yep society where we're there even if we die or not right but it's portraying this idea that probably 99.8 percent probably happens you know what i mean no and that's you have the elite class betting on the peasants if you will if they're going to survive or not do you know how i get through my day people i get through it with with really bad offensive humor. And I was saying bad, like it's, it's bad, like offensive, like it's just bad jokes, but uh, that's how I get through my day. I, you know, I sleep better at night knowing that Anthony Fauci is watching over us. Daddy Fauci (laughs) is watching it. He is science. So I I sleep a lot better knowing that he is, he is watching over us. No, I want. I should get. Uh, I should get the Bill Nye sound effects. Where he's like, "Science rules." <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good one. Bro. I'm gonna get the one. He's like, you know, if you're offending uh, Fauci, you're offending science. Because I'm, 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 I'm. What the fuck? Shut up. And the, and the, um, what's the? What is that called a Napoleon complex or motherfucker? Yeah, it is. Or, um, fucking Jesse from uh, Breaking Bad. Science, bitch. Oh, yeah. Mr. White, you're so cool, Mr. White. You know how to make your fucking methamphetamine in a, in a RV, man. I'd try to make it in a basement. I can't blow myself up. So this is because, like, Stockholm Syndrome can be argued as another method of coping with stress and danger, similar to forms of, you know, copying or coping, coping, similar to forms of coping with the participants, um, do not uh, they not directly address the problem, but they find a way to cope in the situation by identifying with their aggressor. Coping mechanisms, essentially, uh, you know, like they have PTSD and stuff like that, which kind of relates to it. And that's a good way to do it because that's what or say it because that's what um, that that's what kind of is that's why they can be related to so many different um, Things. I mean, essentially every movie is like that, bro, where people get kidnapped yeah. and they try to like negotiate with the people that kidnap them or they try to relate to them in some form. Yeah. It's always like the same thing, right? When pirates take somebody, they try to, ha ha ha, you know, try to be friends with them and shit before they get butt fucked or something. I don't know. No, pirates like, the, you know, pirates are gay, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. They like to butt fuck each other. So, yeah. so Maid-lidge. they got fresh Maid-lidge? meat on the boat. You know what I mean? So let's get into why Stockholm syndrome is what it is. What what made them even coin this term, so to speak? So in 1973, Jan Erik Olsen, he's uh, I think he's Swedish. Uh, he is Swedish. Uh, uh, he was uh, he was convicted and on parole. Took four employees, three women, and one man. That's a party of um, oh god. Credit banking. Credit banking. <laughs> One of the largest banks in Stockholm, Sweden. Hostages uh, during a failed they like he, the hostages during a failed robbery. Essentially, is what happened. He negotiated the release from prison of his friend Clark Olfin Olafsson. Olafsson, yeah. Olafsson they have like similar last names. They do. It's the Swedes, man. And to assist him, kind of thing. So he's like, you know what? I I I can't do this on my own. I know there's only fucking four people, but I need my buddy out of jail so he can help me during this because he keeps me calm, so I don't like, shoot I need the hostage. Cat in here, and we <laughs> need to do a podcast while I'm trying to fucking <laughs> fucking rob this fucking bank, bro. So they uh, held the hostages captive for six days in one of the bank's vaults. When the, imagine if they just got locked in, and the cops come in like six days later. He's like, "We haven't heard shit from the hostage or the the um, hostage taker." Uh, I guess bro, six days is a long time. 
maybe yeah, I guess they'd be dead. They'd be way dead. But like, imagine if they come in a couple hours later and they the vault closes. There's no oxygen in there and they die. But you need oxygen to keep money fucking fresh. I don't know. Do you? I think you um, do. I mean. You need good ventilation so it doesn't get moldy and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I would that. think so. Because of humidity and stuff in the air. So when the hostages were released, none of them would testify against their captor in court. Instead, they began <laughs> raising money for their what defense. The <laughs> That's so fucked up, bro. It was only four of them, but they're like, he must have been a stand-up dude. He must have been not that bad. Yeah. He like, it's like you said, like... They related to him. Hey, he's, he sounds like a good guy. He needs to feed his family, whatever. He probably was a good guy. You know what I mean? People make bad choices. People make mistakes. Yeah. So like, it's not my money. Well, I just fucking watch it. I watch over it and give it to. Give yeah, it to exactly. People. And like, I, I don't think this was Stockholm syndrome. I think this was just some people that said, fuck the banks, right? They're fucking us anyways. Yep. This guy was trying to get back at them. Fuck them. We're not going to testify against them, you know? Yeah. So Niles. Bairdrot, a Swedish criminologist and psychiatrist, coined the term after the Stockholm police asked him for assistance with analyzing the victims' reactions to the 1973 bank robbery and their status as hostages. As the idea of brainwashing was not a new concept, of course, old uh, old Big H knew all about that. No Big H's, right? Hitler! Um, you didn't have to. <laughs> that needs to be another sound clip, bro. Hitler! <laughs> Fucking. So, in Niles speaking on the newscast after the captors, the the captives' release, described the hostages' reaction as being essentially brainwashed by their captors. Later, becoming known as uh, outside of Sweden as Stockholm syndrome, and they did label it something else first, but I cannot pronounce it. Norman Galaxakalaka syndrome. It's fucking yeah. real. Yeah, it's fucked up. But I'm dude, Canadian. Dude, I don't speak fucking other languages. I don't even speak listen, French, bro. and we're fucking bilingual. So you, you're telling me that this dude brainwashed people in six fucking days. Yeah, and he. How long did it take Hitler to have the Nazi party on board with him? Uh, Maybe a a year or two? Two, three years. Right? And this (laughs) this dude did it in six. Checking my watch. In six days, bro. He fucking convinced people not to testify against him. And hey, we're family, bro. You know, we're bros, me and you. You know what I mean? Like he had like one on one time with everybody. No, he's like, he just, he's like, you know what I, you know, when I, when I got out of prison. I, I smuggled mushrooms in my ass and I, they've been there since. I don't know why they're staying lodged in, into the side of my ass. So he scrapes them out and then gives everyone mushrooms. They have a trip together and like, we are all one now. <laughs> right. Could you imagine, bro? Like he's using psychedelics and shit. Uh, they use that shit. I've actually, well, I think that, that they coined get into this. I think too. that they coined this term to be able to use it. On MK Ultra people, bro, like people yeah. who are actually brain, you know, mind control victims. Yeah, that's, that's going to be a fucking huge topic later on in, yeah. in uh, this podcast. But so yeah, it became known as and uh, around Sweden as Stockholm Syndrome, and the name kind of stuck. And it was originally defined by psychiatrist Frank Hochberg. Hochberg. To admit the in management of hostage situations. It's just like, all right, well, do they sound like they are enjoying their time with uh, with their captor? All right, the Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, bro. Because what if, like I said, it's not even their money. They have nothing to lose in the situation other than their lives. So they don't give a fuck about the money of the guys. Yeah. If they're trying to steal, like, that's take the whole it, bro. argument. Somebody, if I yeah. work at a bank and they try to steal, just take the shit, bro. It's not mine. That's the whole so, argument is that they're coping. They're coping yeah. with with the situation that's happening around them. It's the same way that you know I you know two years ago we didn't really talk about this shit, um, but it's just the the things that are happening on Earth right now. It just it's very relatable because people are kind of making the best out of a bad situation, especially what's going on in the world right now, and 
there's people that are waking up, but there's a lot of people that are like, you know, I'm just going to my, – my captor, Anthony Fauci and Justin Trudeau and fucking Teresa Tam, whoever it may be. You know what? Maybe they are really trying to help me. Maybe they, maybe they really do care about my health while they're getting paid thousands and millions of dollars to give me something that probably may kill me one day. But you know what? Like they seem like stand-up people. Well, no matter what, bro – Regardless of the fact, I will never trust any of those people ever. No. Including the government. I will never trust the government whatsoever. No, I've never but trusted the government and understand. the people need to fucking. You got to understand that they control the simulation, Tom. And we're in, you know, we're in their world. We're not. You know, uh, you know what? The Palladians and their sexy blonde hair are up there somewhere. And they're looking down like, don't worry. We're bringing an end to this. We just have to beat up a couple reptilians. We need a thousand of them for every fucking three. Could of you them. imagine, brother? Like, hey, we sent you the true messiah. His name is Alex Jones. You guys fucking deplatformed <laughs> yeah. him. Can you imagine, bro? That's true. <laughs> the true <laughs> messiah will always be David. I wish I knew. I don't his- like him putting chemicals in the water. That turn. I want to know. Uh, I want to know David Ike's uh, middle name. David something Ike. Find out, find out one. What what is does he the, have? Does he have a middle? He name? He just doesn't have a middle name. He's like share, but and if you just put his name, in, it says David Ike. And there's no abbreviation. David Vaughan Ike. Oh, Vaughan. Vaughan Ike is an English conspiracy theorist and a former footballer and sports broadcaster. Yeah, yeah, I know. So obviously the anal- the um, analysis the analyst uh, was provided by Niels. After he criticized on, or after he was criticized on the Swedish radio by Kristen Enmark, uh, one of the hostages actually criticized him. And Enmark claims she had strategically established a rapport with the captors. She had criticized Niles or Niels. I think I said Niels a second ago. Niles for endangering their lives by behaving aggressively and agitating the captors. And this, this, you know, if you we really want to, it's not that detailed or crazy. But the the whole bank robbery case is actually pretty interesting. And the fact that they let Homie come in and and hang out with his buddy got him out of jail, which is so fucked. <laughs> That's a true bro right there, bro. I think that's you know, homies for life, dog. It's true. I think that that really spoke to them on a deeper level, and that's why they were so at the end they were they weren't even testifying against them. She had criticized the police for pointing guns at the convicts while the hostages were in the line of fire. And she had told news outlets that one of the captors tried to protect the hostages from being caught in the crossfire. Now that's why I would be like, all right, well, these guys aren't that bad. And at the same time as you're getting to know your captor and that they're probably saying the whole time, we don't want to hurt you. We literally just have bad luck. They probably gave them their sad sob story. and was yeah. like, this is why we're doing this. You know, I was convicted in jail for something stupid and blah, blah, blah. And then at the same time, though, the captors are also getting to know their captees. <laughs> That's a word. Uh, but the people that they've captured and held hostage, they're actually getting to know them. And be like, well, Susie has a family with a kid. I don't want her getting shot. Um, she seems like a stand-up chick. If I wasn't a convicted felon, I'd probably go for a drink with her. <laughs> she she also criticized um, the prime minister as she had negotiated with the captors for freedom. But the prime minister told her that she would have to contain herself to die at her post rather than – oh. But the prime minister told her she uh, would have to content herself. Con- yeah, that's a stupid way to phrase yeah, content it. Content herself to die her post rather than give, give it, the captors their demand. Given, yeah. So essentially to give, which is also, okay, well, then you're going to risk the lives of these four people because yeah. you're a stand-up female prime minister at a time where many places didn't have that. Have you seen Gotta that Got balls movie? when you don't. Have you seen that movie with... Samuel Jackson, where the there's like a goddamn snakes on his fucking plane. I'm just joking. No, not snakes on a plane. Where he's in, he's like this this guy who tortures for the government, and he's torturing the terrorists to tell him where the bombs are. I forgot the name of it. Doesn't sound familiar. 
Hold on. I'll, I'll tell you right now the movie, but you should really check it out. That it's called, uh, I think it's called Unthinkable, <clears throat> and it's with Samuel Jackson. Anyways, uh, in that movie, it's unthinkable to think that he could have a good movie. I'm just joking. <laughs> I love Sam. No, bro. I think I think Samuel Jackson's a good. No, I think he's. Actor. I think Sam Allen is a is a stand up guy. Anyways, in that movie, <laughs> <clears throat> they didn't care about the government. Didn't care about having a city blown up. And risking all the other children because they essentially they wanted a spoiler. They wanted to kill the guy's kids in front of him. Right. That makes sense. And she's like, no, we don't want to kill these two kids. They're like, oh, well, hundreds of other ones are going to die. And she's like, then so be it. Cause they didn't want to kill one. Yeah. And then their kids already are like an underground bunker. So it's like, fuck it. As long as it doesn't affect them, whatever type of shit, you know what Interesting. I mean? Interesting. So they'd rather not negotiate. And fuck everybody else because it's like an ego type of thing versus negotiating and potentially saving hundreds of other lives, you know? Yeah. So, so Jan, Eric, um, Olson, it's like, it's kind of like Olson, but it's not really, it's Olson, uh, later said in an interview, it was the hostages fault. They did everything I told them to. Oh, it must've been, he must've said it wasn't the hostages fault, but it says it was, they did everything I told them to do. If they hadn't, I might not be here right now. Why didn't any of them attack me? Question mark. They made it hard to kill. They made us go on living together day after day, like goats in that filth. There was nothing to do but get to know each other. It's just funny because, you know, uh, they're peeing and pooping inside this vault, too. Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't think I'd be able to shit in front of people, but sure. Bro, if you got desperate enough, you would. (laughs) You're not going to keep holding that in. It's like, everybody, please turn around. You can't can't take a shit somewhere because you're traveling. And like, it's like my ass knows I'm not home. So yeah, I get it. Like my, my track just gets like messed up for a few days. I'm a pooper. I'll poop anywhere, man. I don't give a shit where I'm at. (laughs) I'll hover over that seat. Uh, but it's just, you know, and it's, it's an interesting case and that's where they developed this whole idea on this whole concept of what Stockholm syndrome actually is, is relating to your captors. And we're going to talk about some of the, the most famous, uh, cases have to do with Stockholm syndrome because they probably exist all around the world and it probably happens in places and in, and in situations and they haven't really labeled it even as Stockholm syndrome. Can we talk about Lima syndrome? What's that? It's an inversion of Stockholm syndrome what is called it? Lima syndrome has okay. been proposed in which abductors develop sympathy for their hostages. An abductor may also have second thoughts or experience empathy towards their victims. I Lima can see syndrome. that happening a lot. Yeah. I can see that happening a lot, dude. It was named after an an abduction at the Japanese embassy in Lima, Peru in 1996 when members of a militia movement took hostage hundreds of people attending a party at, a, at the official residence of Japan's ambassador. And there's uh, symptoms and behaviors, physical and psychological effects, uh, cognitive confusion, blurred memory, delusion, reoccurring flashbacks emotional lack of feeling fear helplessness so it's like same shit like ptsd yeah exactly it's ptsd and i think that this is maybe a form of coping with with because if you think about it bro people as a uh, people since the very beginning of time who have, have always wanted to be a part of a tribe right and yeah, whenever you know happening. what i mean it's kind of kind of has something to do with that where no, i agree hey i guess this is my new chief uh, let me fucking well hey, you know you what my tribe dick, is with people that think for themselves and don't allow government to manipulate their feelings and thoughts <laughs> but how about when it's people though bro is it the same shit as i said with people. what if you're part of a cult you're, it's not the government controlling you it's a person Juan, we're you're a cult a already no we're not are we, we? Are a cult it's called Stranger Nights. I don't fucking know. I'm struggling. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about fucking Patty Hearst, bro. Nobody's got a name like Patty Hearst. Yeah, that's right. The, perhaps the, the most the Patty, most bro. famous case of Stockholm Syndrome, in which individuals who are uh, kidnapped or taken hostages form feelings and trust and affection for the captors. It is certainly the case with Patty Hearst, the granddaughter of former newspaper mogul William Randolph Hearst, 
the piece of fucking shit that kept trying to fucking that, that pretty much everyone that made the reason why people thought marijuana was bad in the 1920s going forward and a little bit before this was because of William Randolph Hearst. He's the one because people were starting to use hemp more often. It's cheaper. It's easy to grow. Um, it's there's so many aspects to this case um, about William Randolph Hearst and a person of this who is he Canada, was. bro. Uh, no, this is in the United States. William Randolph really? Hearst. I've never, I've never even never heard, heard of this, William bro. Randolph Hearst, bro. No. I know this because I study things about marijuana. And if you actually go way, 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 way back uh, to when me and my homie Mike covered the history of marijuana, we talked about this. And William Randolph Hearst ran a printing press, one of the biggest printing presses in the United States. And when people were starting to use hemp and it became a real competitor to use hemp paper, essentially to print, he got all butthurt and didn't want to lose his business. And so he did all these smear campaigns against marijuana and hemp, even though hemp doesn't get you fucking high. Uh, maybe you smoke enough of it, but, and that's why, you know, the movie, uh, we have a shirt made with some of the graphics from that movie you know, um, uh, fucking reefer madness. You know, the movie, Bro, these people own 50% of the A and E networks, cable network and 20% of the sports cable network. Yeah. BSPN told but, you, man, bro, both in partnership with the Walt Disney company, bro. These yes. are the lizards of the lizards. I bro. fucking, yeah, that's what William Randolph first was Whoa. a fucking piece of shit. That's and, crazy. um, I, he's gotta be dead by now. For sure. $11.4 billion in revenue. That's yep. fucking wild. And this all started from him being a newspaper mogul, someone who, you know, made money off of printing a bunch of lie and smear campaigns. He's probably the reason why we have so much miss and disinformation around the world is because he started this shit by printing a bunch of shit how marijuana makes you crazy marijuana makes you rape marijuana will make you <laughs> eat too much and <laughs> marijuana will make you rapey bro like yeah. rapey like yeah, also, well, and, that, and that's the whole if you have you ever seen reefer madness no the guy, like, it's all, like, these guys smoking joints, and they'll go all crazy and want to rape everybody, and it's just, they drives people into madness. That's why it's called Reefer Madness. And he was uh, a component, I believe, behind putting out this movie, and this movie is what essentially scared people out of using marijuana to expand their mind and, and all the benefits that it does have. And the reason why... Marijuana, because marijuana, and I could keep saying marijuana, but weed. When weed was, when we was, and we was legal for a long time in history, and the reason why it became illegal, uh, a lot in part to do with the many other factors, was because of William Randolph Hearst, because for he didn't want hemp, yeah, beating him out of the business, bro. Wow, that's Fucking crazy. Strange, I haven't eh? even heard about that shit. So Patty was kidnapped in 1974 by radical. Uh, Radical Liberation Army, which is sounds intense. Symbionese Liberation Army. What the fuck is Symbionese, bro? Do you know what Symbionese That's is? That's the name. Was taken and held hostage by the Symbionese Liberation Army, which is the United Federal Forces of the Symbionese Liberation Army, an American left-wing organization active between 1973 and 1975. It, uh, it sounds like Hellraiser. You ever seen Hellraiser, bro? Oh, you know you haven't. It's a fucking amazing horror film. And, uh, I've seen bits and pieces of it. They're, they're called the sim, uh, the symbol, uh, the symbites, the cinnabites, the cinnabites. It's like cinnabon. Uh, so cinnabon. I love cinnabon. Hearst stayed with the SLA for short for over a year, and after being put into isolation and tortured by the group, she shockingly grew sympathetic to their cause. Nineteen months later, after her capture, she found to have joined. She was found to have joined this left wing group. Participating in fucking robberies, propaganda announcements, and other illegal activities. It's funny that they even label propaganda as illegal, considering that's literally all we're bombarded by every single day by mainstream news stations. But it's funny, she's like, she literally was like, yeah, you know what? She denounced her family and got yeah. a new name. Her new name was Tanya. And was later seen working Ew. at Rob Banks in San Francisco. Yeah, yo, she fucking... And she 
yeah, she publicly did. asserted her symp- uh, sympathetic feelings towards the SLA. The it's crazy. She was the gra- granddaughter of William Randolph Hearst. That's fucking and one wild, of the biggest bro. pieces of shit when it comes to uh, news media back back then. Back 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 then. So eventually. She was captured by the FBI and charged just like her captors. At the time of her arrest, Hearst weighed only 87 pounds and was uh, described by Dr. Margaret Singer as a low IQ, low effective zombie. Uh, And, uh, you know, you know why she probably had a low IQ? All that God dang inbreeding. Come on now, bro. Seriously? I Who knows, man? I believe it. Well, he ran out of hers. <laughs> piece of shit, dude. They, he probably fucked his own daughter, and then uh, that's how she was created, uh, Patty. And Patty is a bad name to begin with, because if uh, throw uh, throw it back to when uh, we, we'll throw it back to the 60s and Charles Manson, Big Patty, man. Big Patty was the shit, dude. Like, no one wanted to fuck her, but she would get shit done for Manson. Really? <laughs> that, that was her? Big Seriously? Patty was her nickname, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, I know. So uh, she was given an IQ test, and it revealed that her IQ had dropped a massive 18 points within the 19 months That's of her bullshit. captivity. And it is bullshit. That is literally rhetoric. Uh, there's no way they could prove how her IQ is this high at this point. And then when they're with these people, it lowers. That's fucking bullshit. I don't really believe that. And Dr. Lewis, Joel and West... Joel, uh, Joel, Joel, that's a weird name, but Lewis West, a brainwashing theorist stated after 15 hour and after a 15 hour interview with Hearst that she had a classic case of brainwashing. Nonetheless, she was found guilty of her crimes and sentenced to 35 years in prison in 1975, only to be pardoned. (laughs) Guess who she was pardoned by, bro? Without yeah, Bill Clinton, bro. They fucking called in a favor. No, they like, fucking hey. no. Bill Clinton was around this time, bro. It was bro, fucking. She was eventually pardoned by President Bill Clinton. No, no. I have well, Jimmy Carter. I have Jimmy Carter, bro. Fucking fake news, bro. It says Jimmy Carter in 1979. Look up the Jimmy Literally Carter right here. After her 1975 arrest, pleading Stockholm syndrome did not work as a proper defense in court. Much to chagrin of her defense lawyer, F. Lee Bailey. Her seven-year prison sentence was later commuted, and she was eventually pardoned by President Bill Clinton, who was informed that she was not acting under her own free will. Bro, this is what this shit says, bro. Well, I have something very... In 1967, she was convicted of a crime as a bank robber. Oh, it does say fucking President Clinton. Why is my research say Jimmy Carter? Fuck you, bro. I told you. <laughs> Jimmy Carter got fucking abducted by space boy aliens. boy Clinton, son. Yeah, yeah, he pardoned somebody. You know why? You know why? Bro, her dad... Because her fucking lizards. family. Because her family yeah, was connected to all And they're like, hey... Uh, get this bitch out. She's. I think she's been in there long enough. She's been there seven years, or whatever. So just fucking. Do you know who you're covering in this episode? Do you remember? I'm covering. Yeah, I covered two people. Who are you covering? J.C. Lee Dugard, yep. and then the other bitch. All uh, right, do uh, do Dugard, and I'll get into Elizabeth Smart after that. Which isn't she right, a celebrity? So... Isn't Elizabeth Smart? Who? Elizabeth Smart isn't that like a fucking celebrity name? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the first one. So J.C. Lee Dugard, uh, J.C. Dugard was kidnapped in 1991 when she was 11 years old and wasn't released until 2009. That's a long time. Yeah, that's a long time. Dugard's captor, Philip Greg Garrido, Garrido, filled Dugard's head with his own insanity, telling her of the demon angels who let him take Dugard so that she could help him with the sexual problems that society condemned. Those being molestation and like, rape. Yeah, I was like, oh, he's like, well, <laughs> yeah. you know what? Like, society's condemned me from raping and molesting people, but you know what? I, I, I can't help it. So he would also make Dugar listen for the voices that he himself heard speaking to him from within his house walls. <laughs> Yo, can, can you hear that? Can you hear, can you hear what I hear? Can you hear that? <laughs> I swear to God. Like, can you not hear that? Yeah. Is it just me? Yeah, it's Fucked up. While Garrido was also already married, many psychiatrists believe that in JC's mind, her relationship with her twisted captor was similar to marriage, in part because 
The pair had two children together. So while this wow. motherfucker was married, he was doing this shit. Dog. Did uh, Does his name not sound like something that should be on the Taco Bell menu? <laughs> yeah, Garrido. <laughs> uh, D- Dugard the new was so cheesy Garrido. <laughs> <laughs> Dugard was so controlled by Garrido, jeez, that when police arrived to investigate and arrest Garrido, they were met by JC, who introduced herself with her false identity, Alyssa. Police noted that while Dugard was aware that Garrido was a sex offender, she said that he was a changed man and was a great person and <laughs> good with her kids. Quotations, great person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> when pressed for details, Dugard became extremely defensive and agitated, demanding to know why she was being interrogate, interrogated, even lying to protect Garrido. She claimed to be formerly to His be a formerly abused wife. Angry who was in hiding from her violent husband at Garrido's house. Police officer Allie Jacobs noted that Dugard's two children, 11 and 15, appeared to be brainwashed by Garrido as well, as they stared at their father like God, adding they had this weird look in their eyes like brainwashed zombies. It was only after Garrido's arrest that JC admitted, I adapted to survive my circumstance. Age 41, birthplace, Anaheim, California. That's fucked, bro. Every time you That's say so his crazy. name, it just makes me hungry. I'm, I haven't had Taco Bell in a long time. Why'd you have to ruin my part like that, bro? <laughs> Elizabeth Smart. The tragic story of a 14-year-old Elizabeth Smart captured the fears and sympathy of America after she was taken from her Salt Lake City home one night and wasn't found until nine months later. As her captor, Brian Mitchell, moved her all over the country, torturing and raping her. While Michelle may have not have purposely taken lengths to brainwash Smart, the level of torture and neglect she faced certainly had an impact. After her rescue uh, and during her testimony, she stated that she had opportunities to escape while being held captive, but chose not to take them. She's like, you know what? I like it here. At one point, Smart was questioned by a police officer who had received a tip she had been spotted, and she chose not to scream or yell for help or try to run away. When questioned about the incident in interviews later, she said, I was under threat of my life. I was under threat of my family's life, and those two threats right there are stronger than any chains for me. It is wrong for any person to ever judge someone in any situation. Well, didn't you try to run? Why didn't you try to scream? Why didn't you try to do something? That is so wrong and frankly offensive to even ask that question. <laughs> Jeez, bro. These fucking voices. <laughs> Just like, yeah, all right, every well, time. You're, 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 you questioning why I didn't do anything is offensive. And I've, I've talked about this, this lawyer that was my law teacher in grade 11. And he always said, when we, we even were like, this is what made me in w- way more into serial killers. Than I, I even was at the time because of rappers like Necro and shit like that, that talked about serial killers and, and crazy crime stories. And he, like Manson or fucking Necro has songs about like Charles Manson, like uh creepy crawl, creepy crawl through your crib, coming to kill. It's like, he does all this type of uh, deal. And I always interest me, but what made me more interested is this, this lawyer that was our teacher. And he even told us, like, we're talking about the Paul Bernardo case and stuff like that. And that made me intrigued to eventually talk about it on an episode. If you go back but it's just this idea that he told us, he's like, whatever you do, you fucking scream, you yell, you make as much noise as fucking possible, as much as possible. And eventually, in every case that somebody does that, they get away most times, most times. Sometimes they get shot in the head, but it's just Kick the idea. the balls, Tom. Yeah, it's the idea of just like, you make as much commotion for somebody to notice, especially if you're in a public place and you're getting kidnapped or some sort of um, thing like that, you you scream, you make as much noise as humanly possible and someone's going to fucking notice. And there's going to be Lou Ferrigno dresses the Hulk and he's going to come and he's going to rescue you. <laughs> <laughs> Grab him by the cock, bro. All right. So uh, you get into your next one and I'll get into my next one. Natasha Kamplich, Butch. Anyways, <laughs> it's Natasha. Old, it's just fucking bullshit. Yeah. It sounds 10 year old Natasha was kidnapped as she walked to school alone for the very first time in Vienna, Austria. 
a man named, awesome. and I love this name. I'm getting in my son that Wolfgana Priclopi. Pr- uh, Priclopil. <laughs> I fucking practiced that. Is it Wolfgang or is it Wolf? Ro- no, Ro- Wolfgana. Jesus. Priclopil, yeah. Captured her and took her to a secret cellar where she stayed for more than eight years. During her time in captivity, she was beaten, mentally abused, and even starved so that she would be too weak to escape. Priclopil played intense mind games with Cambush. She recalled in an interview, quote unquote, one of the worst scenes during my captivity was when he shoved me wearing only a pair of panties, half starved, covered in bruises, and with my head completely shorn. Was that, does that mean like fucking shaved? Shorn? I don't know. In front of the front door and said, come on now, run. Let's see how far you get. She continued... I was so humiliated and filled ashamed that I couldn't take a single step. He tore me away from the door saying, so you see the world outside there doesn't want you anyway. Your place is here and only here. Priclopi also uh, convinced Cambush that the windows and doors of his home were booby trapped with high explosives. Eventually then Cambush was 18 years old. She, she seized an opportunity to escape. Her escape led to Priclopi's death. As he laid down on a railroad track and killed himself only hours later, a true sign of how, how he, a true sign of how he much he had warped. This fucking shit is all fucked up. So anyways, (laughs) a true sign of how he had fucked her mind up was that she mourned for him, bro, after he fucking died. Because when you're with with someone that long and they do brainwash you and condition you like the government is doing right now to uh, thousands and millions of people. <laughs> uh, but they eventually you you will literally mourn the death. And it's just that case sounds really familiar. Like I've heard it before. And eventually it's going to happen. Um, we're going to start talking about uh, essentially like sexual dungeons and stuff like that. Like you have um, Joseph Fritzel and that other guy that was like Mexican. I can't remember his name. Um, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. But uh, this the, the idea of um, kidnapping women, keeping them as slaves, uh, that will eventually be it's episodes like, uh, on that one. That you one know, but you know Joseph Fritzel, moan. right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where I should jerk off to the keeper. I'm just joking. <laughs> Um, but it's just the same. You know who Joseph Fritzl is, right? No, never heard of. Joseph Fritzl is an a uh, guy from. Uh, can you guess? Can you guess which place? Florida. No, it's in. It's uh, overseas, somewhere where um, Hitler spent his time painting. <laughs> Austria. Uh, he, he's from Austria, and this guy. Uh, essentially abused uh, his daughter, blah, 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 kept her captive in the basement, had children with his own daughter, stuff like that. And it's really Is that sick. the one where he brings them into the house and then he acts like they were left in the front porch? I think that sounds familiar. You know what I'm talking about? There's one where he has kids with with somebody and then she is under his basement or some crazy shit and then he'll, he'll stage to where they'll leave him at the front door because he has a wife and everything. That's not Joseph the... Fritzl. I'm trying to fuck. That's man, a maybe. crazy story too, bro. If we get looking at that, that might be Joseph Fritzl. I'm trying to remember the whole details. I was looking at it recently to uh, write it out, um, but it is pretty crazy. Like he, he would keep her downstairs and stuff like that, locked in a room. And oh, let, me, let me look it up. He said Joseph Fritzl. Right? Yeah. And it's, uh, it's the same deal that when me and Billy talked about, um, God, what's her name? Uh, fuck, that's going to bother me. All right, this is what happens when I have a scotch and stuff. Uh, but it's essentially, it's, we mean, we and Billy talked about a kidnapping. Um, you know, we do somebody of these podcasts and they kept this chick in the box. Oh, fuck. Um, during Nazi Germany, bro. It was? Yeah. No, it, it was, kept going on later on, too. Let's see here. It was known to have. Rage. Oh, Colleen Stan is the one I'm thinking of that me and Billy covered the kidnapping of Colleen Stan. These people kidnapped this girl. They, she had slight Stockholm syndrome, but not full on, I guess you could say. And they kept this chick in a fucking box in there. Like, and on, you know where they kept this chick at one point? They call this Colleen Stan case that me and Billy covered. They kept her in a box underneath their waterbed. What the fuck? Yeah, shout out to that episode. Go back and listen to the kidnapping of Colleen Stan. That's that shit's crazy. Fucked. Joseph wow, Brixel is a crazy case, dude. 
And I eventually want to get over the over the following 24 years. Fritzel would come down to Elizabeth every three days to give her food supplies and rape her. Of course, yeah. they had to add a, and, and then they her. had they, they had kids. To, it's fairly fucked up. And uh, I think this I think this is the uh, the is yeah. So she gave she conceived uh, all children by her father. What yeah. the fuck? So, yeah, dude? I know that, that's going to be a big case. Um, me and you might dive into where I might do it with uh, right Anton. here, Monica. And uh, taken above ground by Fritzel, who deceived his wife into thinking they were foundlings. And oh yes, her. yeah, that is that the case. is so fucked up, bro. I know, that is so crazy. crazy. That is a topic that we'll be diving into on Strange Brew or Strange Wands eventually, because I want to get in uh, the whole sexual dungeon uh, type topic is really fucked up. So Mary uh, McElroy, Mary, a little lamb. Mary McElroy was abducted from her home in 1933 at age 25. That's pretty old. Uh, by four men who held her uh, gun to her demanded her compliance. Sounds like the government, but they're like, you know what? Shut the fuck up. You just up, can't bro. do anything. You just you gotta comply, or you you, you want to go to a restaurant and can't do that. You want to go? You want to go see Drake in concert in Toronto? No, you got can't do that unless you comply. Uh, so they took her to an abandoned farmhouse and chained her to a wall. Sounds exciting. Uh, she defended her uh, kidnappers when she was released. Explaining that they were only businessmen. They were just conducting business. Um, I'm sure this happens in this fucked up sex trade that happens all around the world. Uh, oh, people, 100%, bro. This happens like, all the fucking you know time. We this, talked about fucked up shit, bro, but this stuff happens all, all the time. time. The fucking human sex trafficking thing is cra- 20 for everyone to get in retrospect of how crazy this shit is. 22,000 children go missing every day worldwide, if not more. That's what they tell us. Um, but then there's people that are uh, bred and they don't even give them birth certificates or names, essentially any real name. So they're never tracked. And that's part of the, the sex ring also is that they do that. And then they can't, you can't track this person. You have no idea if they're alive or dead. You don't even know. They're not really a person in the system. That's why this whole thing is fucked too, because the government that's why you this whole birth certificate stuff is actually part of the New World Order agenda because you're essentially owned by the government because you're tracked in your and they can track how many people are having how many kids and all that stuff. And that goes into a, a way deeper topic. Uh, but essentially, how do you know how many people and children go missing if people are being bred into the sex ring, you know, sex rings? You don't. Yeah, they're, they're they're invisible. So she then continued to visit her captors while they were in jail. That is a little nutty, bro. A, a little nutty. She's like, you know what? I had a lot of time, a fun with you guys while I was chained to a wall. And you know, I just I miss you guys. I don't have a lot of friends, and you guys were like my you guys were like my friends. You know, remember those good conversations we used to have while I was chained to the wall. <laughs> But the fuck thing is, she did eventually commit suicide and left a note. My four kidnappers are probably the only people on earth who don't consider me an utter fool. You have your death penalty now, so please give them a chance. So fucked up, dude. Very, very fucked up. Yeah, it's crazy how people, what people will go. I mean, again, and I think this is a... Half psychological, half bullshit thing where, yeah, I could get behind the idea of it being a coping mechanism, but I don't know, dude. Yeah. Um, oh, I was going to get you. Uh, so now uh, let's get it. I got I got two more fucked up cases, bro. The Kurdish teens kidnapped by ISIS. Hear about this shit? It's fucking crazy, bro. No, I did. I'm reading it now. In 2014, 148 Kurdish boys were held hostage by a terrorist group known as ISIS. That's what is ISIS? That's got to be like some. It's got to be some kind of like Al Qaeda, you know. But like then the 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 American government paid them, and you know created them, and they were like, you know what? With that name Al Qaeda, I don't really like that name. How about ISIS? We'll name it after the fucking the chick of beauty, the goddess of beauty. I think that's. I know, but it stands. It stands for something else, bro. It's abbreviated. <laughs> Fucking idiot. So ISIS was five months in. Uh, so the known as ISIS for five months in Syria, uh, they were held hostage, while the Kurds and the Sunni ISIS. Oh, that's fun. 
Sunny ISIS are yeah, sworn because they enemies. have their own sect, bro. So, so they stupid. have their own little fucking groups of ISIS. There's like ISIS blue and ISIS red and ISIS purple. And ISIS like a sunny, good- sunny ISIS, bro. Yeah, exactly. And they didn't bro. like. They don't like the other ISIS. Yeah, they fucking kill each oh other. Oh my god, that is so fucking stupid, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, like that's dude. like they're being like Bloods 2.0 or fighting Bloods yeah, 1.0 and the Crips exactly. are fighting the craps and it's just like, all right, what is happening right now? Fucking retarded. So the boys were subject to such extreme brainwashing that even after their release, they still believed many of the teaching they received from their captures. Following his return, one boy who gave his himself a, a prudus was that um prudus, pseudonym a pseudonym oh, yeah, yeah pseudonym. the P, P is silent <laughs> yeah I've, uh, I'm drinking and it was a long day at work Jean Jan uh, said. I must speak of the truth. <laughs> so, okay, I don't know how to do a fucking Kurdish accent. I must speak of the truth. The Islam state are right. And all the things they taught me are true. And then he added, I am convinced they are right. Now I'm speaking German. Um, the boys were brainwashed with, like, were brainwashed with constant forced education about the ISIS belief system paired with brutal torture, including being tied up and having members of ISIS, uh, <laughs> practicing karate and kickboxing on the children. It's like, stand there, stand there. Okay. Everybody around me. Let me, let me show you something really cool. Okay. Let me show you something. Look how, look at how great this back kick is. Just look. Oh, look how great it is. It's just like, what the so it stands for Islamic state of Iraq and Syria. But then why are they warring against each other then? Cause they're fucking stupid, bro. So because again, bad. it's just like early Gnostics where they all had the same core beliefs, but they all kind of believed different things. You all, you way. believe in God? Were you Christian? Are you Catholic? Oh, bro. We're not the same. Well, so uh, oh, exactly. No, but uh, that's the way it was, bro. Like you may believe that Jesus was real, but you don't believe that he was the Messiah. You believe that somebody so, else was the that is you know the craziest I mean. shit that they use these kids as, you know, that, uh, you know, that, um, you know, that fucking karate thing. What's that called? You know, that, like Bob boxing, Bob or whatever. It's the guy that you get when you're in like a karate, um, stadium or whatever. No, I don't know what you're talking about. That plastic guy, everyone punches and shit. What's his name? I don't know if it's got a name. It's like a punching bag, but it's a guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like they're using they're instead of using that, they use children. Yeah, these people are fucked, bro. It's like, stand there, fucking... You know all those movies where they hunt people for fun? That shit's real, bro. That shit happens in real life. The fact that What do you think was happening on Jeffrey Epstein's (laughs) island, dog? That's true. I just think it's... Yeah, they're using them as kickboxing dummies. Yeah, bro. So they were also forced to watch videos of the infamous ISIS massacre videos. For one, I enjoy those videos, okay? The the (laughs) production value in the ISIS videos is amazing. It's to the point to where it almost looks fucking fake. And it might be fake. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. But who the fuck knows? But the production value of these videos, the quality behind it... I think it's fucking A-plus, bro, to be honest and with you. And if you go into Juan's spank bank material on his phone, you will find just one category of ISIS videos, Gore question videos, mark. yeah. <laughs> fucking jerk off to the fucking beheading videos, yeah. Jan explains that his liberal upbringing has kept him from joining ISIS now voluntarily, but admits that he still holds the beliefs uh, that he was taught as true. Sometimes I'm confused in my mind, he said, but... um. Every time they Everything said, they said, yeah, yeah they, it, you know, here, um, they, hello, hello? I'm on a podcast. Oh. Well, <laughs> say hello to, say hello to Juan. Hi, Juan. All right. Uh, is that your girlfriend? No, it's my mom. <laughs> oh, it's your mom. <laughs> all right. All right okay, okay. I gotta go. Okay. I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. Peace. Okay, I love you. Peace. All right. It always happens when I'm fucking recording. Um, that one's just crazy. The old the, the re- read, read the last part, bro. That last part is fucking relevant. Oh, but, but everything, everything they, they said, said God, they proved using passages from the Quran. Boom. You so see, they used a religious indoctrination, and yes, it, yes, it is very true. Um, fucking that's what they use even today, bro. They use that shit. Religion is a brainwashing tool. Other people like one hundred percent. So. Um, we got one more Sean Hornbeck 
11 year old Sean Hornbeck. Uh, but I, I, let me just go back that I can't get over that. They use these kids as kickboxing dummies. <laughs> yes, bro. They dude, they, they've done more. How did, bro, you out of all people, why watch, is that? So watch me do this you? high kick. It's just, it's just so <laughs> stupid. It is. Dude, you know, I can do a cartwheel up, kick pretty easy, bro. Just watch. They probably <laughs> raped a bunch of them. They fucking did fucked yes. up shit. So they probably used them for target That's what's practice. funny about these some of these fucking people. I guarantee, like, they're like, it's, it's, you know, they're, they're all against uh, gay people and, and all that stuff yeah. when it comes to their religious beliefs that and it comes from the Quran. If you <laughs> read the Quran and read between the lines, it is uh, extremely fucked up when it comes to the things that are in it. Just like how Muhammad would have married a girl when she was six and then raped her at nine, stuff like that. Um, but how they take these beliefs, but meanwhile, I bet you they rape these boys. 100%. So Sean Horn Hornbeck, 11 year old Sean Hornbeck went out, uh, Hornbeck went out for a a bike ride in 2002 and wasn't seen until four years later when he finally was discovered by police inside the home of his captor, Michael J. Devlin for four years. Sean was subjected to abuse and molestation, despite the fact that he could have easily escaped, if not for the brainwashing that he was subjected to. During his imprisonment, Hornbeck, Sean Hornbeck, even had access to the fucking internet, which he could use to contact authorities and still didn't do it. You ever seen the movie Scream, bro? One of my favorite horror movies. When she uh, thinks which one out of all of them? The first one. When she thinks that somebody's breaking in and it's her boyfriend, but she contacts the police through her fucking computer. Yeah. Nine one one fucking man breaking in, and then Dewey comes to the door and he's got the mask, and she thinks it's fucking the killer. Oh, my favorite man. You called me too deep, bro. That's my favorite fucking horror movie of all time. Honestly, I love Wes Craven. And so, in an interview with People's Magazine, Sean explained why he didn't take his opportunity to escape. You're brainwashed. It's as simple as that, he said. I know a lot of people use that term a lot, but that's what happens to you. It's like you're on autopilot, only someone else is controlling all the switches. They control every little minute and detail of your life, everything. I blame some of the other people in these cases that we've covered, but this kid was 11 years old. That's fucked, bro. So like he's, a, you know. it's, uh, you know, young brains are malleable and easy to control. Yes. Um, so yeah, this, I understand why this kid would have been totally brainwashed. And that's why uh, you do not comply. You do not let your children go along with the things that the government is doing to this day right now, because they will be indoctrinated as slaves and they will not know any different. You got people giving up their kids for fucking vaccination trials, bro. So Which I think is we're past that. very disgusting. Um, it is. It's uh, in a couple of weeks. I don't know. I'm we're trying to save our patrons, but it reaches more people when it's on the main show. Um, but eventually, me and Wall will probably have to do a rant because a lot of shit is hitting the fan when it comes to the social credit score system and what they want to implement and bring to this world with this whole the the whole the whole thing that's happening. And I I don't care if people got it or if they did or whatever. Um, it's up to you if you want to comply to an authoritarian style government cool whatever you do you You there's countries that have that if you want to move there um but essentially that the way the world is heading is not a good place if you constantly keep complying because now this whole system is bringing in place because of things like qr codes and the things that are happening in canada and australia and stuff like that is essentially giving up your bodily autonomy your freedoms your rights every single thing and aspect of your life and this will usher in the age of a technocracy, just so people are aware. We're aware, Tom. You talk about it every single fucking episode. Bro. <laughs> I can't help it. Uh, I try. I with with you. I try to take a, um me me and Billy because <clears throat> Billy's got the the poison. Whatever. <laughs> and uh, with seriously, me, he got yeah, it. Yeah, he fucking to travel to Cuba. That's why he got it. That's How's his, his whole, third nut doing? I know exactly. That's his his whole excuse is like I want to go to Cuba, and that's was his whole thing. His work's doing this. Uh, it's funny. His work's going to Cuba, okay? But then he was telling me that he has to pay for it. So I'm like. Well, why is it a work thing if you're paying for it? It doesn't really make sense, man. Well, everyone else in my work's going and I want to go. So it's like, it's 
very fucking strange to me. Yeah. And you know, that's all people's thing. Well, Ma, I, I want to travel. Uh, I want to do this. I want to go in the movies. A lot of the kids that are being indoctrinated to this stuff, younger teens, early twenties, they want to, cause they want to go to the bar. I want to go to the bar, man. I got my vaccines. I'll go to bar. It's just this whole fucking, uh, idiocracy or what's that movie called? <laughs> Idiocracy. Bro. Idiocracy. Jesus. Yeah. It's literally the same shit. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I do think this, this subject slightly relates to what's happening in the world, but, uh, that was Stockholm syndrome. And, uh, if you have it, please call your local authorities because you are being brainwashed. <laughs> Brother, they're not listening to this fucking podcast while they're being held hostage. The captors Jesus. only listen to strange group podcasts. Right? They fucking play it all the time. That'd be so fucked up. Of course, that'd be the type of people who listen to the podcast. Uh, yeah, seems correct. So you can follow everything with Strange Brew at www.strangebrewpodcast.com. Follow everything, Instagram, TikTok, uh, fucking uh, Rizzle, uh, but follow the Instagram of Strange Root Podcast. Um, uh, we're on a bunch of shit like Clapper, and I'm on Twitter, but I fucking hate Twitter, and I never post on there. It does it for me. Just like new episode coming out. Check me out on any social media platform: TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, whatever. At the One on One Podcast Juan website on is the One on One Pod, the One on One Podcast dot com. And find my podcast, the one on one podcast, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And yeah, that was that was a good one. That w- that was interesting. And um I'm sure we'll be back in your ear holes in uh in the new year. But oh yes, make sure to shut up because this will come let me let me uh check my calendar to make sure uh we're we're shouting out the things appropriately. Uh so yeah, when uh do do when this comes out, yep. So uh make sure you tune in to the live special. We're going to have a live special on the 23rd at 7 p.m. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a Christmas special, so be prepared. And uh, me and Billy will also have a filmed fun Christmas special all about Christmas crime. It's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting, and it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink and talk about everything Christmas and all the murder mm. and the craziness that takes place. But uh, remember, tune into the live special on Twitch and on YouTube. Maybe I'll try to get on Facebook, see if I'm still banned on the live on Facebook. Um, but probably. Yeah, I probably am. But we're going to try to get that out. So you can follow us on uh, Twitch at Strange Root Podcast. But I know a lot of people use the YouTube. So find us on YouTube, Strange Root Podcast. We've got uh, um, almost 200 followers, something on YouTube. I never thought YouTube would become more of a thing. But we're getting we're gaining traction on there, too. So... Watch the live shows. It'll be a lot of fun. It might be Billy might even pop in. I don't know. But it's going to be me, Juan, and Anton most likely. And uh, Billy might literally pop into the live. So uh, we'll find out when the day comes. But the 23rd at 7 p.m., brother, motherfuckers. I was going to say brother fuckers, but that just sounds wrong. <laughs> <laughs> let's, 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 Stay let's, black. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right.